Welcome back in. Brian Barrett with you. This hour is brought to you by the cleanup and restoration specialist at SurfPro. Call 1-800-SURFPRO. Unbelievable. The night just, I didn't think the night could get worse after Franchi Cordero made three errors at first base. I did not think the night could get worse. And then it happens. The New York Yankees finalizing a deal to acquire outfielder Andrew Benintendi from the Kansas City Royals. Sources tell ESPN. This is Jeff Passon's tweet. Of course, three minor leaguers will be headed back to the Royals. <laughs> you can't make this crap up. Winkowski gave up five earned in three innings last night. In that start, 32 swings, one whiff. That was Winkowski last night. Tonight, Franchi Cordero makes three errors. And then after Franchi Cordero makes three errors, who was in the Andrew Benintendi trade, Winkowski was as well, Andrew Benintendi is traded to the New York Yankees. And he's actually just what they need. I've never been the biggest Andrew Benintendi fan. He doesn't hit for power or anything along those lines, but he's hitting over 300, 321 in the season. The Yankees need a left-handed outfielder because Gallo just strikes out all the time, left and right. It's a really good fit for the Yankees in that lineup where, obviously, if you look at him right now, the Yankees don't need power. Why would they? They have Aaron Judge. They have Giancarlo Stanton. They don't need the power in the lineup. They don't need the pop. They got enough fit. They need a guy that can hit at the top of the order, that can hit for average. He's the perfect fit for that team. And the Red Sox are sitting here after that trade. Winkowski's a non-entity right now. He cannot start another game at this particular point in time. And Franchi Cordero is absolutely atrocious at first base. And I feel bad for Franchi Cordero because the reality is he's not supposed to be playing there. But it's happening. He's playing first base right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this happened on the same night. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Joe. He's in Saugus. Joe, what's up? Hi, uh, Brian. That's why I was calling about the Benatendi trade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, you know, what can go worse? I mean, Red Sox aren't going to do anything. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Joe. Didn't you hear Hein Bloom today? He's trying to win with this group. You didn't hear that? He's trying to win. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't hear it personally, but uh, this group is awful. Awful. Sad situation. <laughs> I agree with you, man. No words. <laughs> no words. Thank you. Oh, my God. It's embarrassing. So It is. It, it is a joke. Joe, appreciate the call, my friend. Or Yeah. How about this? So, Andrew Benintendi. So I get it. We can't totally evaluate the deal until we see what the De La Rosas of the world do, like some of these younger guys. But here, here we are at right now. So since the start of 2021, Andrew Benintendi, when he was traded, four wins above replacement. Franchi, minus 0.8. That's going down after tonight. Winkowski is at 0.0. So the net difference in terms of win, wins above replacement between Franchi Cordero and Winkowski, the combination, and Andrew Benintendi is 4.8 wins above replacement. That's the difference. So you have gotten nothing out of that trade so far, absolutely nothing out of that trade, and now that guy's going to the New York Yankees. He's going to the New York Yankees, the guy that you traded away for Franchi Cordero and Josh Winkowski. That guy is going to the New York Yankees, your biggest rival, the best team right now in the American League East. One of your homegrown products who is part of the World Series team, is going to the New York Yankees. And what you got back from is Josh Winkowski, who cannot miss a bat. He refuses to do it. And Franchi Cordero, who made not one, not two, but three errors in the same night. It's a really bad day for Bloom. This is by far the worst day 
of the High and Bloom era. He's out there telling everybody in the world that he's trying to win with this group when clearly that's not true. And then this happens tonight. Franchi makes three errors coming off the Winkowski pour outing. And Andrew Benintendi was just traded to the New York Yankees. I mean, what a horrible, horrible night for the organization. And an absolutely atrocious night for Heim Bloom. What a flat-out debacle. This is a horrible look. <laughs> you know what? Good thing he wasn't doing the press conference tomorrow <laughs> after Franchi had the three errors. Actually, I think he's on the Greg Hill Show tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. i got to double-check that, but I think he may be on the Greg Hill Show tomorrow. I'll have to text the boss man about that. Let's get to Jim. Jim is in Quincy. Hey, Jim. Hey, hey what's up, Brian? What's up, man? Hey, hey uh, man. Uh, Terry Francona ain't walking through that door. I mean, actually, he did for the Cleveland Indians. I, I mean, look at his payroll and roster. I mean, what he's doing. Uh, what, do think, think, it, what do you think? What do you think Terry Francona was going to do with Franchi Cordero, Jim? You tell uh, me. I, I mean, look at his roster. And, and he, what does that have to do with anything? A similar roster. Decor is a terrible manager. It's time for him to go. This team can't play. Give me an example. Give me an example, Jim, of how he's a bad manager. I want to hear this. Uh, look at every move he makes. He puts like the uh, Jim. The, the give me one. Uh, Jim, Durant. give me one move. I'll give you one. The, he left the clown Duran from that twenty-eight to five game the other night. The next night, he freaking bats the lead off and rewards them. Yeah, because they don't have anybody show. else, Jim. The entire team's oh, hurt. They don't. No, they have others. So hold on, but Jim. No, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You think they lost on Saturday because Duran was in the lineup? That that's your issue. No. But Chorus, he's made all the bad decisions. Give me one. I, give me, not, give me one, Jim. Besides leaving Duran in the a, next. Give me one. Give me an example. I'm, 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 oh, yeah, look, look at tonight. Well, he put uh, Hulk in there. It's brutal. Oh, okay, Jim. Hold on. Who who would you put in there instead of Hulk? The closer. The closer went in for the ninth inning. Who would you have pitched there? The guy is in a closer. I, like I said, okay, I Jim. Who would you team. have pitched? Uh, uh, Friggin' Lee Smith. I don't know. It's, 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 good the point, team Jim. is a disgrace. Yeah, Jim. The good. Team is hey, a Jim. Jim, you got a lot of good examples of why Cora isn't good at managing. Good, good job out of you, Jim. Good call tonight. Well, man. yeah, yeah. Well, you think he, you think he has this team up 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 to par here? They're, they're like twenty freaking games back of the Yankees. This is embarrassing. Yeah, you think it's on the manager? <laughs> okay. I, well, I, you, you don't think he has any blame? I'm not telling you that the guy has no blame whatsoever for any game that they play or anything along those lines, but you're telling me you're trying to point out that the manager's the problem with the team right now. Can... And the exa- Hold on, Jim. And the example you gave me to blame the manager is that Jaron Durant started no, the day after he didn't run after the fly ball, even though that you thought, I, I don't know if you thought they were going to win if Durant didn't play. And your problem with tonight's game is that the closer pitched in the ninth inning. That's your problem. Now, who... Who would you rather have as a manager, uh, Francona or Clara? Look what he's done when Cleveland would, like, what's his peril, like half of the Red Sox? And he, he has, like, three or four All-Stars on the team. I mean, this is embarrassing. Yeah, Jim. I, I, Jim, you really think that if Terry Francona was managing the Red Sox right now, their record would be a lot different? Did you see I, the bullpen I, I, I really for the majority? Jim, have you seen the bullpen for the majority of the season? The bullpen you're complaining about? Tanner Houck's the third no, best reliever on the team. He's the no, third best reliever Cora, on the team. It, it's been a clown show at Cora. They can't even friggin' field ground balls. It's a 
It's yeah, you're right, Jim. You, no, Jim, you make you make a good point. That it's definitely Alex Cora's fault that Franchi Cordero can't make a play at first base. You're spot on. Now you're not giving him any. You're not giving him any blame. I don't believe he deserves much blame at all, Jim. I'm sure he'll wear oh, some of the blame. It. He does it all the time. He takes blame for losses because the defense is bad when it's not actually his fault. The guy doesn't play he, he, first base, and he's playing first base because they don't have another option because Bloom didn't give yeah. him one. Now, I'll give you credit for Cora. You know when he did good? When he was cheating. He was admitted cheater, right, and he Jim. was twice. So hey, now Jim. That he's not hey, cheating, Jim. Jim. Right? Right? Hey, is, Jim. Is, is that not fact? Jim. He admits he's a cheater. Okay, Jim, that has nothing to do with this team. And, Jim, I would just like uh, well, to— What do you mean Jim, hold, to do with this team? How does that have it's anything to do with this team? How does that have it's anything to do with this team? They, they were two wins well, away has, from a World Series last year. You think they were cheating last year, Jim? It, it, it has based on how his, historical facts and his reputation. He's an admitted cheater. Okay, Jim, so, that uh, has nothing go. to do with this at team. Least, at least if Francona's not. So it, look at poor John Farrell won a World Series. They cared him quick. I think it's time for Cora to go. It's time for him to go. Yeah, Jim, one of the worst calls I've ever had. I appreciate it, though. Good uh, call, Jim. One of the worst calls I've ever heard. I mean... <laughs> the example he gives is, why was Helk in the game? I don't know, because it's a freaking ninth inning and he's the closer. It's not Cora's fault <laughs> that Tanner Helk went out there and he threw a cement mixer to give up a home run to Naylor. That's Cora's fault. Yeah. Hey, why would you go to your closer in the ninth, you idiot? I mean, come on. Let's get to Betty in Oakland. Hey, Betty. Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, I just wanted to comment on um, Bloom's um, conference. Oh that yeah. When I called the oh, Red, yeah. when I re- called the Red Sox the other day, they said they've been bombarded with calls from the fans. Really? And I was one of them. I was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so of course he comes out and and uh, you know does a, a you know a, um, a news conference with uh, the reporters and stuff to uh, calm them down. But you know what? He's not going to do anything. You know, I said a long time ago, he's not going to get anybody to the bullpen. You know, Whitlock was his gift to the bullpen. And, um, you know, as far as any other, he doesn't want to win. He doesn't want to win at all. He wants them to tank. I think he wanted them to tank last year. But, you know, much to his dismay, they didn't. You know, and this year was the perfect year. He'll have a high draft pick. He can, you know... um, he can trade uh, players if he wants, but he's scared of the backlash from the uh, fans, I'm sure. But he's not—he's not going to sign Bogey, and he's probably going to trade, um, you know, Rafi. And you know, if that happens, he's going to have a revolt in his hands. Yeah, I mean, because he's the playing... fans are going to take it. Yeah, Betty, he's playing a really dangerous game with Devers, and I appreciate the call tonight, Betty. And I love that you were calling the Red Sox up; they were getting bombarded with calls. Is that true? People calling up the Red Sox because they're pissed at I'm Bloom. It's pretty funny. I mean, jeez. I don't understand why he held that press conference today. Why did the Red Sox think that was a good look? He just embarrassed himself. He started saying stuff that wasn't true. I want to win with this group. No, you don't. If you wanted to win with this group, you would have got a better reliever in the offseason that you put money into outside of Deekman. Yeah, congratulations. Schreiber's a nice find. But the manager couldn't. Pitch Schreiber in April in high leverage situations when nobody knew who the hell he was and he sucked up until this point in his career. So the one real reliever you got him was Jake Diekman, Jake Walkman, who has the worst walk rate in Major League Baseball, and you didn't do anything at first base. And the only thing you really did, and this goes to his point about wanting to win with this group, you just signed the leader of this group's replacement. 
You signed Trevor Story to replace Xander Bogarts. You made a fake offer to Xander Bogarts. Trevor Story is going to take his position next year. So stop with the crap you don't want to win with this group. My God, what a horrible day for Bloom. <laughs> I want to win with this group. Franchi makes three errors at first base. Winkowski was bombed last night. Andrew Benintendi going to the Yankees. What a great day for Heim Bloom. Oh, my God. What an embarrassment. 617-779-7937 the number. Brian Barrett taking you up until midnight. Okay, so a lot on the table. Heim Bloom's press conference. Just Heim Bloom's day in general. <laughs> Three errors for Franchi. The press conference. Winkowski last night and now Benintendi to the Yankees. So all that on the table at 617-779-7937 right here on EI. Here's what's trending on WEEI. All right, trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Red Sox fell to the Cleveland Guardians 7-6. They'll have to win tomorrow just to get a split in the series. It was a horrible night all together. Now, Bobby Dahlbeck hit two home runs. That should have been the story in the game, but the story became Heim Bloom and his inability or his lack of awareness for the position of first base. He will tell you that first base does not exist. It is not a real position in Major League Baseball, according to Heim Bloom, because Franchi Cordero, who was an outfielder in AAA, made three errors at first base tonight. He made two on one play. Two of them on one play. This guy's got eight errors. Only one first baseman has more errors than Franchi Cordero. At first, and he's played like 288 innings after tonight. And he's got eight errors. Unbelievable. The Sox and the Guardians play the last of their four-game set tomorrow night at Fenway. I, I, I don't even know if I'm going to get through this show. I mean, that is unbelievable. <laughs> what a horrible night. 7-10 first pitch across the Shaw's and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Network tomorrow. Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. You can tune into the Visit Massachusetts pregame show at 6-10 tomorrow. That's sponsored by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Start your Massachusetts summer adventure at visitma.com. It's going to be tomorrow night. The guy that's been pitching well for the Red Sox, that's the good news. Cutter Crawford will be on the mound tomorrow for the Sox. And the big news tonight, after Franchi makes the three errors at first base, Jeff Passan, among others, reporting that Andrew Benintendi's been traded to the Yankees. So Benintendi's going to the Yankees, and Franchi made three errors. What a night. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. All right, welcome back in. We are taking you up until midnight. Bad night for Ryan Bloom. Franchi Cordero makes three errors. Andrew Benintendi on his way to New York. This after Ryan Bloom holds his press conference today saying that this team is trying to win with this group. Nobody buys that whatsoever. How could we, based on how you treated the offseason? And by next week, J.D. Martinez is probably going to be on the Mets. Nathan Evaldi is probably going to be traded. I don't understand what they're doing with Bogarts. I really don't. Somebody needs to explain this one to me. So if Xander Bogarts is not going to be on the Red Sox next year because the ownership group just completely disrespected him by offering him one extra year at 30 mil, which would have paid him less on an annual basis than Trevor Story. So basically what you are telling Bogarts by that offer is we don't want you around. You got his replacement in Trevor Story. So here's my thing is, and I would like Bogarts to be here long-term. So let me be crystal clear about that. I want Bogarts here long-term. 
But clearly, Heim Bloom doesn't like him as a player, doesn't want him here long term. So here's my thing. If that's his prerogative, he doesn't want Bogarts here long term, why wouldn't he trade him at the deadline? Or at least go to Xander, because Xander, of course, has the no trade. He can just say, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I will actually waive that. I'll go somewhere and go to a contender or whatnot. Because if Bogarts knows he's not going to be here, having a nice playoff run would actually help him when he enters the market to get more money. So here's my thing. If Bloom is telling us he doesn't want to sacrifice short-term for the long-term, right? He wants to make sure this is a sustainable winner. Which, by the way, this whole idea about a sustainable winner, hey, we don't want to go from first place to last place. Well, you were in second place last year, now you're in last place. So, so you're actually doing it. What you didn't want to do, build a sustainable winner, you're actually doing it. You're going from second to last. You're in last place right now. You're behind the Baltimore Orioles. So this whole concept that you were trying to build up, you're actually in last place, okay? So you're behind schedule, in your words, in terms of long-term sustainability. But anyway, just getting back to the Bogarts part of the equation, if you are moving on from Bogarts, which it appears you're doing by that fake-ass, sorry-ass offer, then why would you not be entertaining trading him at the deadline? Shouldn't you get something back for Xander Bogarts? Or he's just going to walk. Wouldn't you want to get something back via trade? That doesn't make sense to me based on, like, his ethos. His thought process in this is about long-term. Well, if you are trying to do what's in the best interest of the organization long-term, as much as I disagree with the way he's running things, wouldn't it make more sense for him to trade Bogarts at the deadline? This is what I just can't wrap my head around with this guy. 617-779-7937 is the number. Maybe we're giving him too much credit. Maybe he really does not have a plan. I mean, that could be it. Maybe he legitimately doesn't. Based on the team he's putting out there, he may not have a plan. Let's get to Roy. What's up, Roy? Okay, let's get to Paul. Paul in Medford. What's up, Paul? Okay, I just want to say that, um, you know, the first patient that they have, let them go back to where he belongs out in the outfield, okay? If they're going to do something really stupid, why don't you put the second baseman or a third baseman there at first base? Who? Would Devers is hurt in story. Devers is hurt in stories. Hurt. Who are you talking about? The one that they have now. Sanchez. Yeah. So you, you want to put Sanchez at first? Okay. Yeah, I would put Sanchez at first. Okay. Okay, because he doesn't. He, you know, because he knows what he's doing. All right. And hey, Paul, let me ask you a question. Guy, you know, Paul, let me ask you a question. Did you think Sanchez is good for the Red Sox last year? No. Okay. But he's trying to do. <laughs> All right, Paul. Well, he, Paul Sanchez wasn't on the he's team last better. year. Paul, he wasn't on the team last year. So you have no idea who Sanchez is. I appreciate the call. But you have no idea who the guy is. You're telling me you want him to play first base. You don't know who he is. <laughs> Unbelievable. Let's put the second baseman at first. Okay. Let's get to Roy. Roy, what's up? Hey, Brian. You hear me okay? I got you, man. Yeah, I enjoy everything you do there for with EEI. Thank you. And uh, I'm wondering, why the heck didn't they give Mitch Marlin a call this year? Uh, how much worse could he be? I think he's uh, He couldn't work. be. He's definitely better. He, and he's definitely, he would have been better than Shaw, quite frankly, I believe. Yeah, I mean, he's he's out of work. I don't know what his stats were for Oakland last year. Maybe not that great. No, I but... mean, Roy, he wasn't going to hit anymore, but he is a, still a reasonably good defensive first baseman. He's always been that. He'd definitely be better than Franchi. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's been painful lately. And Cora was such a fundamentally sound player himself. It yeah. must be painful for him, too. 
Oh, it's killing him. You can tell it's killing him. He, he referenced the defense again tonight. You can tell it's absolutely killing him. He referenced how well they played the other night on Monday because they had been playing so poorly in the month of July defensively. He referenced it on Monday, and then his team lets him down again on Tuesday, and tonight was a debacle as well. But tonight, I, and look, Avaldi had a hiccup there in the field as well, but tonight I put more on the front office than I do the players. I mean, Franchi's not a first baseman. Having this guy learn this position at the big league level is an absolute joke. And quite frankly, yeah. Roy... It's unbecoming of the Boston Red Sox as an organization to do crap like this, to Mickey Mouse this crap. It's a joke. I think so, too. I mean, I'll root for him win or lose, but there's no joy in Mudville tonight, buddy. Yeah, I'm with you, Roy. Hey, appreciate the call, my friend. Appreciate it, man. His line's open at 617-779-7937. feel like what Bloom has done is he's disrespected the fan base with this situation at first, and quite frankly... He has treated champions very poorly. Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, J.D. Martinez, Nathan Avaldi. With this crap that he's put together, it's disrespectful for a group of guys that won a World Series a couple of years ago. And, like, this whole idea that they have to prove something to Haim, screw that. Haim's got to prove he's good at the job to them. These guys are World Series champions. These guys have done it at the highest level. What the hell has Haim Bloom done? I mean, come on. Let's get to Tyler. Tyler is in Dedham tonight. Tyler, what's up, man? Hey, uh, we were just wondering if you would rather put Vasquez at first over Franchi and have Pulecki catching until everyone is healthy. Every day have Pulecki back there? Not every day until everyone is healthy. I don't know, man. I mean, Ploiecki is one of the worst. I, I mean, I guess it's it's <laughs> it would be the lesser of two evils. Ploiecki is one of the worst catchers in the sport. He's at minus five defensive run saves behind the plate. He's got no arm whatsoever. He's absolutely horrific back there. But I mean, no idea is a bad idea at this point, Tyler. Based on the what we have, at, what we're watching at first base. Vasquez could be better at first than Frenchy, though. Yeah, I, I, he definitely is, Tyler. We've seen it. He definitely is better than Vasquez. He, and he knows to come off the base when there's a ball that's thrown where it's you're not going to be able to pick it. He actually knows to come off the base. So, I, I mean, I don't disagree with that. Vasquez is definitely – and there's a reason that Vasquez was playing the other night because you needed his bat in the lineup. you got to keep Vasquez in the lineup. Right? And this isn't an indictment on Vasquez. He's had a really good offensive season. But, yeah, he's definitely better than Franchi. I appreciate the call, Tyler. <laughs> he is Isn't a guy that has been playing catcher his whole career is better than Franchi. Although that, that isn't that shouldn't be like some big news thing, right? Because Franchi's never played first base until like two months ago, so shouldn't be that big of a surprise. Let's get to Mike. Mike's in Connecticut tonight. Mike, hey, hey, hey. you got me laughing. I hope I can. Get, I was so aggravated when I heard you laughing that you got me going. <laughs> this team is so bad. It's it, 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 it's scary how bad they are. Oh, and let me joke. tell you something, Brian. It's a joke. But there's a turning point in every season, and the Red Sox are on fire. Duran was playing good. Alcott's pitching good, but they they wouldn't get the vaccination, and they have never overcome that. Duran has been nothing but a bum since he come back from miss, when he missed them four games or whatever. How? Brian, as far as I'm concerned, they, he's got to do something. He's got to clean house. Like you said, Bogarts has no interest in playing there. He's saying the right thing. He's got to trade him. Martinez, except for Devers and throwing a couple of players, he's got to clean house. And he can put Hulk in that thing, too, because he put himself above the team, and I don't need a player like that on my team. That's just the way I look at it. 
And I want to ask you one more question. Yeah, uh, the Hulk um, thing, the Hulk has not been, he's been fine in the bullpen. He hasn't uh, been great. His slider has not been the same. No. He threw that cement mixer Brian, tonight. He don't have a pitch to get a left-hander out. He doesn't. And no, he doesn't. And that was his tonight. issue as a starter, Mike. That was his issue right. as a starter. He doesn't have one. And how about Wakefield tonight? I don't know if he was happened to be. When Schreiber came in, he goes, you know, Schreiber reminds me of a guy the Red Sox used to have in Rich Hill when he pitched there. With that under wait, hold on, wait, hold on, because I, I, I'm listening. Wait, no, I'm listening to Joe and Sean. Wakefield actually said yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. He, he said, he, he no said, way, we gotta find that. Right. He actually said that on the air. Yes. Yes, it's April Bright. It's April Bright and know what to say. Oh, I didn't know so, that happened. We're so gonna have funny. to find that audio. Unreal. Oh, so Wakefield didn't know, know that Hill's on the team. I don't think he knows he's on the team. <laughs> and he's calling the game. And he's calling the game. He said that driver because you know, he reminds me when remember when Rich Hill used to pitch your name and left handed Rich Hill? It's unbelievable. Oh my god, we gotta find that. Mike, good stuff. I appreciate the call. To his point about Duran, Duran has been atrocious since that Blue Jays series. So if you look at it, 14 of 73 since the Blue Jays series, that's 192 because, remember, he didn't play in Toronto. 27 strikeouts, 36.4% pre-Blue Jays series. 327, 386 OBP, 500 slugging, 866, or 886, rather, OPS, and he was striking out 19% of the time. Since then, he's striking out 36% of the time. So he's completely fallen off a cliff, and not to mention, Hulk over the weekend, that was just an embarrassment. He loses the ball in the twilight, whatever, but then he doesn't run after it. I mean, that was a joke. The manager goes up there after the game. He's defending the player, and Duran has the audacity to, after the game, go to the reporters and say, yeah, why don't you try to catch a ball in the twilight? And then says, yeah, next time when he's asked, hey, why didn't you run after it? He said, I thought I could have run into Doogie. Well, the ball's already on the ground. When that happens, there's no way you're going to run into Verdugo. You can actually see him. He would be in front of you. You could actually see him, and the ball was on the ground. So all he basically did, all he was saying was, yeah, because everybody thinks I should have ran, I'll just say I should have taken two or three steps. So he doesn't actually believe he should have done that. He's just saying that because everybody's saying it was an absolutely atrocious look. So, yeah, he's turned back into a pumpkin. Let's get uh, Rich. He's in Dorchester. Hey, Rich. Hey, Brian. How you doing tonight, brother? Good, Rich. Um Hey, Brian, just let me get a couple of points, and then you could, you know, answer me. All right. Brian, do Bloom realize that we have won four World Series titles in the 21st century? This is not the way the Boston Red Sox do business. How do you take a team that came within two games of the World Series and screw it up like this? You don't sign Kyle Schreiber to play first base. You, you don't sign a reliever. And then, Brian, you're playing around with Bogards and even Devers. And one more thing, Brian, this kid Soto that wants that turned down 450, if he gets $500 million, you don't you think Devers is going to want the same thing? And do you think Hein Bloom will give Devers $500 million? And I'm good with that, Brian. You can go ahead and respond, brother. All right, Rich. Appreciate the call, my friend. So... In terms of the Soto thing and comparing him to Devers, do I think Heim Bloom is going to give anybody $500 million? No. I, I, I don't know if he'll give out $500 million over the course of his tenure here at running the team. His first offer to Rafael Devers was a buck sixty-eight. 
the same that Matt Olson got. That was the comparison. Think about how bad this guy is from a negotiating perspective. The first thing he does in terms of the Devers thing is he finally approaches him before spring training this year. He had never approached Devers about a possible contract extension. And then when he does, he completely disrespects the player. By offering him the Matt Olson deal, you're telling Raphael Devers he can't play third. Now, he has not been a great defensive player throughout his career. Improved this year, but still not great. But how can that be your first offer to the best player on the team, to one of the best players on the sport? Yeah, hey, Raph, you're going to have to get first base DH money because we don't think he can play there. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, see you, Heim. And now Raphael Devers, he's not in a position now where it behooves him to play ball with the organization. If you went to him a couple years earlier, maybe he would have considered that 168, right? Because it's like, oh, I'm still four years away from free agency. Maybe he considers it then because that's life-altering money. But now, why would he? He's got the rest of this season. One more year, he hits free agency. Why would he ha- take a hometown deal with the Red Sox? That time is over. That time was a couple of years ago, and Heim Bloom had no interest approaching Rafael Devers with a contract extension. I mean, that is just malpractice from a GM perspective. All these guys get offered deals early. Alex Bregman signed early. Jordan Alvarez signed early. We see it all the time across the sport. Heck, the Red Sox tried to do it with Mookie Betts. They tried to. They went to Mookie with 100. They went to Mookie with 200. They went to Mookie with 300. They tried on three different occasions to get Mookie signed in terms of an offer. Mookie didn't want to be here. They never even approached Rafael Devers till this offseason. What the hell is Bloom doing? Let's get to Sean. He's in Worcester. Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. Hey, what's up? Hey. Hey, um, I think it's time to blow up this team. I don't know what you said, Sean. Uh, what? I, I think it's time to blow up this team. I think they're going to. Just. Yeah, but 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 trade everyone except for Devers. Whole team except Devers. Uh, All right. And, and yeah, go out and get Soto. Sign him. Sign Devers to his deal. Uh, get rid of freaking Deekman. <laughs> what are you going to get for Deekman, Sean? Who the hell would want Deekman? He walks more guys than anybody in baseball. Who's signing up for Deekman? The only guy that would sign him is Heim Bloom because he's got a slider. Heim Bloom's got a fixation with sliders. That's the only reason Deekman's here. Who the hell wants Deekman? But, so your plan is yeah, sign but, Soto. Trade for Soto. Yeah. Trade everybody for Soto. All right. All right, Sean. Hey, appreciate but, the call, my friend. I don't think that's happening, but I hey, I appreciate it. Thinking outside the box. <laughs> Let's get to Kenny. Kenny's in East Boston. Kenny, what's up, man? Hey, uh, big, I'll start off by saying big fan of the show. I, I never call in, but you do a really great job, and I, I, I do enjoy listening after wins and losses. Thank you. I am calling on behalf of the Heim Bloom Appreciation Society, though, so I do have a few bones to pick with you. Oh, boy. I, I got a question where as we start. How many runs did Franchi score tonight? He wasn't visible in the field, but how many? That, that's an important part. I mean, that's why he's in the lineup. I know it's at first base. No, he's, he shouldn't he's, in, be there. he's in the lineup because everybody's hurt. Yeah, but I mean, the, the guy can still contribute. Somebody asked about Mitch Moreland. I mean, Franchi's a major league hitter. No, he's not a major league first baseman, but, and I agree with you. He's I'm, a major league, you think he's a major league hitter, Kenny? He's hitting 218. He hit 189 last year. He's got a 295 I on do. base percentage. He had a 237 on base percentage last year. Yeah, he's I got power. I acknowledge you've, you've been on. You've been on. I'm sorry, go ahead. I acknowledge that he has some power, but the problem is he rarely touches the ball. 
Yeah, and you know, another guy you've been hard on is Dahlbeck. I'm not a huge Bobby fan either, but I, I'm getting off my. I'm getting off my. I think the the main thing with Bloom is financial flexibility. That's the plan moving forward. So maybe they won't wouldn't move. I think Bogarts will be back next year. Devers is Devers is back next year, no matter what. He's he's under a deal, but I mean, he's still he's doing the job he was hired to do, right? To, to trim what Dombrowski did in terms of big con, big bloated contracts. I just don't see how people. Which don't contract see... is that though? Which contract is that? Which one are you referring to? Because Evaldi's been good since Bloom's been here. Evaldi was by Fangraphs WAR was number one in the American League last year. He started the All Star game. Sale, I don't blame. I don't. I don't blame him. You blame Dombrowski for that? The sale signing? Yeah. How can you blame Dombrowski? That's on ownership. Ownership. Literally, Chris Sale said I should thank John Lester. The reason he he got that contract is because they botched the Lester thing. I put that more in ownership than Dombrowski. To speak back to, because if that's the case, then you should blame ownership now with Bloom. If he's doing what ownership wants. You can't blame Bloom and not blame Dombrowski. That was the single worst signing. And I like Dombrowski. They won a World Series. That was the single worst signing. That was after they won the World Series. I agree with you. It made no sense. But I think that was an ownership decision. I don't think that was a Dave Dombrowski situation there. Why would Dave Dombrowski sign him? It doesn't make sense. How can you blame Bloom then? If you're blaming ownership on that one, how do you pick and choose Bloom on this one? I I think he's Because ownership hasn't stepped in on any of these decisions. Ownership was involved in the Lester situation. Yes, I agree with that. I, can I jump around to Xander real quick, too, because yeah. I know you the calls. But to me, and, and I get it, and I'm, I'm reading the same things. I, lo- I love the Red Sox. I listen to you because I love the team and the coverage. And But sure. the numbers that you're referring to, if they're true, they're, they're leaked by Scott Boris. I mean, I don't know if Xander will be back or not. I certainly hope he is. I love watching him play. But those numbers are leaked from Camp Boris. It's not from Bloom and the Red Sox. So, of course, Boris is going to shift the narrative to to benefit his players. Why why would the Red Sox leak that? Obviously, it's from Boris. Why would they leak that? It's a horrible offer. Why would they want that out there? Huh? It doesn't mean it's accurate. Why why wouldn't they deny that then, Kenny? Because that's that's spitting on the player's face. Why wouldn't they deny that? It looks bad for them to not deny it. All they said is we were far off. All he said is we didn't align on a contract. But not, not, they've never denied a report. I think once you start that, it's a slippery slope. But I, I, I mean, Kike was great last year. Uh, Verdugo, Schwarber, like last year's team was so much fun. 92 games, the win against the Yankees, to knock Tampa out, to take Houston to the brink. I mean, a lot of those guys, not all of them, but a lot of that team last year, that DNA was high bloom. Yeah, and Verdugo came over in the Mookie Betts trade. The other two guys are Jeter Downs and Connor Wong. And Verdugo's an okay player. <laughs> I mean, Verdugo's I not some great player. You think he's a great player? I mean, what do you mean? That's hot? You're giving Heimblum credit for Verdugo? The guy he traded was one of the best players in the sport. Why, why are you giving him credit for Alex Verdugo? I don't but understand that. didn't want to sign Mookie. So if you want to blame ownership, blame ownership on Mookie. They didn't want to, they didn't want to pay him here. They like offered him twelve. Blue, they offered him twelve years and three hundred. Mookie didn't want to be here. That doesn't mean you have to get a bad return on your star player. Alex Verdugo is I, hitting two sixty two with a three oh four on base percentage. I think we are way too early on on Jeter Downs though. It's so. I mean, he doesn't look great. I mean, you're <laughs> have you seen the guy, but... Kenny? Have you seen his minor league numbers? He strikes out twenty eight percent of the time in AAA. Last year at AAA, he struck out thirty two percent of the time. The guy sucks. No, that's that's way. Too unfair for a young player. I mean, look at him. Watch him play, Kenny. I appreciate the call, but come on, man. Watch him play. 
How about that play the other night? The ball hits third base. The dude just stands there. Duran-esque. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. With you up until midnight. If you want to weigh in on Hein Bloom's bad day, Andrew Benintendi to the Yankees on the same day that Franchi Cordero makes three errors. That's on the table here at 617-779-7937. Brian Barrett with you on EI. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. All right, welcome back in after another rough loss for your Red Sox. Franchi Cordero, three errors in the night. Nathan Evaldi was not sharp in this game either. We'll see if that's Nate's final start as a member of this organization. Obviously, he could be used as trade bait considering the fact that all these other teams are looking for a starting pitcher, and Nate is somebody, of course, that is on an expiring contract. If this is it for Nate, unfortunately, lately has not pitched well, but guy's been a great member of this organization. Remember, he goes out there against the Dodgers, eats up all those innings. He was great in the postseason in 18 for this team, came out of the bullpen as well. He was great for this team last year, of course, was on the mound when they won the wild card game. Tremendous performance from Nathan Evaldi last year. In totality, he led all of Major League Baseball in terms of, I should say, led the American League in fan graphs war. He's been a great member of this organization. I had my doubts about that contract, but for the most part, considering what this team did last year, he has definitely earned that contract. He has been a great member of this organization. I really appreciate everything Evaldi's done for this team, if this is it. If it's not it, then we'll have a different conversation. If this team, Heimblum says they're trying to win, which I don't buy into that theory whatsoever. But nonetheless, if this is it for Evaldi, I hate that he had to go out on a bad outing, but he will be much appreciated. He will always be remembered here in Red Sox, in the, from a Red Sox fan perspective. Everybody loves Nathan Evaldi. All right, let's get to Paul and Andrew. Hey, Paul. Hey, love the show, Brian. Thank hey, you. Hey, man, the Red the Red Sox have me so depressed. I'm drowning my sorrows in my third pint of Narragansett. But when I started pint number, <laughs> but when I, but when I started pint number four, a vision came to me, and it was Uh-oh. so clear for shoring up the Red Sox defense. And here it is: you take Jeter Downs, you move him to left field because anything hit to him at third base is going to end up there anyway. I'll hang up and listen while I while I get back to drowning my sorrows in my fifth Narragansett. All right, Paul. Enjoy the beer, man. <laughs> Put him in left field because he's not going to make the play at third. All right. <laughs> I guess that one works out. Jeter Downs, man. The guy number two in the Mookie trade. They didn't want Gratterall because he was a reliever and they were worried about his shoulder. You know, Gratterall didn't even realize he had a shoulder issue. He was like, uh, yeah, I, I don't really know about that. Let's get to Mike in Framingham. What's up, Mike? Hey, thanks for taking my call, Brian. Sure. I love your show. Thank you. The first thing the Red Sox need to do to clean up everything is Chaim Bloom needs to be fired tomorrow morning. <laughs> he is absolutely incompetent, and if he's doing what management wants him to do, then it's time to tell John Henry to sell the club. Well, I, and that's the problem, Mike. That's the problem is I do think that Heimblum's got free reign to sort of do it his way. And I think what happened, Mike, is Heimblum sold the ownership group this message that, hey, we could build and not spend the same amount of money. And look, the Red Sox spent a lot of money. I'm not calling them cheap. But, hey, we can win in a sustainable way my way. And I think that's what he sold to ownership. And ownership is giving him this free reign. But the problem is at some point the guy's got to get checked because the way that he's treating – 
these star players, Bogart's endeavors. It's disrespectful. And quite frankly, I just don't know what has been so good about the Bloom era. Okay, yeah, maybe he's gotten some good prospects in here. But part of the job as the wait chief... Minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Brian. Go ahead. Wait a minute. Sure. What good prospects? <laughs> Tell me all about Hein Bloom's good prospects. Well, Marcelo Mayer, Nick York. I mean, there's good prospects in the organization, but... Part of the oh, job, baby, Mike, Mike hold, yeah, yeah, Mike, 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 I understand your point. But part of the calculus here, too, part of the job, the requirement is the big league team. He's the chief baseball operator. He's not the minor league director. So he has to do a better job putting this club together, and he hasn't done that this year. So that's the issue I have with Bloom. That's fine. You want to rebuild the farm system, great. But I feel like he ignored the big league club. He absolutely did. You are spot on the money. All right, Mike, good so stuff. Thank you for taking my call. Sure, good stuff, Mike. I appreciate the call. Let's get to Kevin. He's in Easton. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Brian. How you doing today? Good. Or tonight, I should say. I'm doing good. I was very angry at the beginning of the show, but now it's funny to me that Andrew Benintendi went to the Yankees on the same day that Franchi made three errors. Well, funny you should say that because when the Red Sox let him go, I call my buddies, and I'm 50 now, so I remember the bad old days, and God, I have loved the glory days. And I said, that kid has the sweetest swing in the bigs. He's too young and too good to give up on. And we gave him up for Franchi Cordero. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, Brian, you know what? Listen, listen. High and idiot. High and idiot is low-hanging fruit. I could crush that more off all night. Okay? John Henry, he bought a soccer team. He bought a hockey team. Him and his buddy LeBron want to get a basketball team. Henry doesn't care. doesn't want to pay. He's sucking the hand that has fed him to pay for all his other toys. Here's my question for you, and I'm serious. When Lucchino got, you know, got out of the ownership group, I don't know, the fan base kind of thought he was a crotchety old man. They yeah, hey, Kevin, sorry, man. Hey, Kevin, that. we're running out of time. We're going to let you go. I appreciate it, though. And by the way, trending this hour was brought to you by Nissan. You deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill for yourself. Shop your local Nissan store, NissanUSA.com today. Thanks to Jackson for producing. I'll be back with you tomorrow night. Have a great night, everybody. Be safe and be well.